Hang on. <laughs> I, I did it <laughs> right, right into the, the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Carpenter Rants. I did it. Two nobodies discuss the masterworks of a master carpenter. We're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. What's going on, man? Uh, it's another uh, fall Saturday. Fall. Fall. You guys I are getting like these. <laughs> you guys are getting these on Mondays, but it's Saturday in this weird time warp that we're in. Yeah. And uh, so today we are talking about the 1978 TV movie "Someone's Watching Me." Mm-hmm. Uh, until this, I'd never, I didn't even, I'd never even heard of it, honestly. I was aware of its existence. I've never seen it. Found it on eBay for the cheap, and now I own it. And it's probably a good thing you do. I don't know how you feel. I thought it was awesome. It's good, but it was kind of a letdown for me. Really? Yes. Oh, see. I didn't hate it. I went the other way. I was just, I was like, well, we got to get through this to get to... Halloween, and I loved this movie. I think technically this came out after Halloween, but who's counting? But we're saving Halloween for Halloween, so well, if you people have a problem with that, feel free to lick my balls at myjunk.com. That is, <laughs> lick my balls <laughs> at myjunk.com. In case, you, down. in case you missed it, run and get a pencil, we'll wait. It's probably hard to find a pencil. Everything's digital these days. Maybe. Should have just told them to use their phone. Oh, That's probably common sense. Do you have it? All right. All right, good. <clears throat> One more time. What was it? It was uh, Lick My Balls. What lick was? My Balls at MyJunk.com. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, that was a cute little bit we did. Um, okay, well. <laughs> I'm glad we stuck around for that. That was just, that was just great. <laughs> I don't know. I think this may have come out first because he said that... I think he shot it before Halloween. Yeah, I think, I think they it went came to... came out later. Hmm. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. It doesn't matter. We're you know covering what? it today. I'm doing a whole podcast about it. You think, <laughs> you think I would have found out what day it premiered on or something? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why you got Scottish all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm doing a whole podcast. I'm doing a whole podcast about it. <clears throat> I love John Carpenter. <laughs> I was about to do an accent, but I can't, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> um, so, for my notes, this episode is titled, I Always Feel Like Someone's Watching Me. Mm, by um, that guy that's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but it's He's a in common the, mistake. Yeah. Well, yeah. Michael Jackson sings the chorus in that song. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. That guy sings the verses. I've just learned something new. Yeah. Who's that guy? We don't even know. It's John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name is Maxwell or Rockwell. or It doesn't me. matter. It doesn't. <laughs> None of this does. Welcome to Tangent, the podcast. <laughs> this podcast doesn't matter. Uh, a co-worker of mine. <laughs> None of this matters. None yeah. of it. 
if you're listening this you're wasting your time uh but keep listening yeah please um we need all i think if we get enough listeners we'll win a bass boat <laughs> we didn't tell you guys there's a there's a there's a real selfish reason we're doing this yeah bass boat uh, it's one of those classic bass boat podcast contests you read about all the time that's why there's so many podcasts yeah everyone's everyone will get a chance to win a bass boat and i think we're edging out adam carolla i think so easily we're already Um, past joe rogan a buddy of mine at work asked me uh what i was doing this weekend and i kind of explained what this was he was like oh send me a link to that and i did but i was like you don't really you don't have to do this i mean we're friends but you know you don't have to i'm not saying you should but please don't listen to it yeah you can but i don't want you to if he i I like to imagine he's listening to the first episode and he's thinking oh this is terrible then he when he sees me again he's gonna have to say hey that's really cool i like the unpolished podcast because Mm. you know it's too like commercial radio and i hate Every five seconds, they're like, now I hear from uh, some underwearcompany.com. Um, yeah, it, even the ones I love feel now. Feel free if you want to advertise with <laughs> us. Even the ones I love now, they're uh, they're full of ads. They're I flashy. Think, yeah. Let's just, let's just gonna, get into it. That's what I'm, we're here for. I'm going to pull this up because this movie starts um, just, he's so like proficient mm-hmm. for every year he's got a movie coming out. So Yeah, until the 90s and then he... So, 1978, Someone's Watching Me. Mm-hmm. 1978, Halloween. 1979, Elvis. And it's three hours long. Which That's you shot no, in 78. Yes. 1980, The Fog. The Fog. Yeah, 1981, Escape from New York. 1982, <laughs> The Thing. Same. 83, Christine. Christine. And then 84, Starman. Mm-hmm. And then there's a two-year gap between Starman and... China, right? Again, it, and then they're just back to back until when he works, he works just nonstop for years at a time. And I think this this might be the longest gap in a Carpenter movie. No, uh, I think no, it, yeah. after Ghost of Mars, he doesn't do one until uh, the 2010. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we're that's nine years. It's been seven. Was Ghost of Mars 2001? One? Yeah. So. I know he's got some TV stuff coming up, but I'm. If he sees the light of day, he's been attached to stuff. He's uh, probably a couple of years, and he's probably not through. feeling it. But just make another movie. Come on, like. Well, he's he's going to be uh, heavily in, uh, influential with the new Halloween. Yeah, like but, um, uh, Green and McBride said that um, they run everything by John Carpenter, and if he doesn't say it's cool, they don't do it. Good. Yeah, that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Someone's watching me. Yeah, let's get into this. Movie. Yeah, so let's. We're about to. We're gonna catapult into all this stuff, but it starts right here. Um. Right away, when I'm watching it, I didn't think it inherently looked like a TV show, but I did. It looked. I know it's '78. It's almost 1980. Yeah. But it the thing looks like it was shot in the sixties. Like it looks old. It looked like an old um James Bond movie to me. Like everything's lit real brightly. The TV. A lot of harsh shadows. T V influence. But it looked like something I'd seen before. Like it looked like the sixties to me. Well he said he originally wrote it as a feature, but um 
he gave it to the people to look over and are like, there's not real, there's not a lot of substance here. Mm-hmm. Can you fix it? I think he didn't fix it. And he sold it to some TV people. And they're all like, yeah, we can do it. Well, the, the 60s feel comes from the cinematographer Robert Hauser. I wrote that down in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Googled him. He shot The Odd Couple, which is a movie I love. And this looks like that movie. Like, the the apartment setting is very familiar to me. It was also in the feature. He was talking about him. He was like, yeah, I haven't done... Uh, TV daily work uh, since they switched to color film. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, Robert Hauser. And so, uh, right away, I liked the look of it. Um, the The opening credits felt very TV to me. Yeah, and that's yeah. super... The, the score is super 70s. It sounds like yeah. um, every, like, you know, shitty 70s stereotypical music that you can think of. Definitely. And there's a couple of like... It's like a newscast coming on. It's like... That's Alan Suckman for you. Way to go, Suckman. Uh, you know what? He he also did the music for Salem's Lot. For hmm. Toby Hooper. Look, guys, it's all connected. Well, Salem's Lot was on TV, too. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, let's you know what? Let's give it up for Suckman because he's dead and he did some Im- important horror music composition. Mm-hmm. It all sounds like the Price Is Right music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if she was. I couldn't tell if she lost it plinko or she was being stalked. Or she was being stalked. <laughs> um, okay, so the movie opens with this scene, and I, I can't place it. New York. Well, no, no, no. I mean, the first scene is one of the phone calls. Yeah. And it's a woman screaming, you win, you win. Um, I don't know if that's our main character, if that was a different woman. I think it's woman. supposed to be. Yeah, it's she never... Said, oh, this, the same thing was going on. She she moves to L.A. from New York. Her name yeah. is... Uh, what's her name? Lee something. I don't, <laughs> lady... We should really. I didn't, write, have this I didn't write her name down. at the it's ready. Fine. Lee Michaels. All right. She lives in New York. She's getting uh, stalked and stuff by this guy. She moves to L.A. to escape all that crap. Gets oh. a job. What? I missed. She was being stalked before. Yeah. It's, this oh. has all happened before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. When we get to the uh, the crescendo of this movie. Yeah. You'll think back and be like, wait, what? Because it doesn't make sense plot-wise. But we'll get to that. Okay. I'll fill you in. Okay, yeah. Um, we Anyway, so did did it skip for you and you were watching, by the way? No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it skipped the whole job interview. Really? Yeah, and I had to rewind and say, nah, I mean, you can miss it. I mean, she gets the job. She She's a TV... She's a live, uh, live TV director. Live TV director. So yeah. those people that are like... Uh, camera two, switch Zoom in one now. Yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, Adrian Barbo, mm-hmm. rocking the worst haircut. Adrian Barbo is a super foxy lady with a really unfortunate head of hair. Man, she looks like it she's is... wearing a giant motorcycle helmet. <laughs> can, we, can we skip to Adrian Barbo's telescope acting? Oh my god, it's just that that one eye open. I found a. There's an image of it online too. We'll I already it have it because you guys can't see oh, Caleb's face on the uh, internet radio waves. 
it's it's probably going to be the image for this episode. So you've seen it already. It, the, like she's holding the walkie-talkie, and she has both eyes open for some reason. She, uh, all right. Basically, all right. She moves to LA. Mm-hmm. She gets a new job, and then it starts happening again. She's getting the uh, weird phone calls in the middle of the night. Weird stuff's happening. And it seems and like, like a uh, together that it's all happening again. Someone's stalking her. Someone's watching her from afar. She doesn't feel safe. She moves into this super fancy apartment oh, with just windows. Like just yeah, it's all windows. A, it's like she lives in a glass house. Um, I wrote once, and then they eventually do. I was just like, close the drapes. Yeah, they eventually close. Uh, yeah, all they, the, the they curtains get, and drapes. Gosh, okay. So it took, them, it took them months to figure that out, though. <laughs> I don't know how long. I don't know over the, what course of time this was enough for packages to. Uh, all right, so there's this weird plot device of a sweepstakes company that the, yeah, stalker, the stalker is sending, sending her, her, saying that you may or may not win a cruise around the world, or yeah, but you have to follow these directions, and it's super mm. weird shit that right away you would know this is not legit. <laughs> no, it's so, it's but this is the '70s. These kinds of scams have been around, and I think they were probably more prevalent in the '70s. She is getting these. <laughs> She's getting these packages or whatever, and um, we skipped a lot of the movie, but it, it's a super slow burn. Yeah, uh, like all of his stuff. The gist of it is she's getting stalked by a crazy dude. That's yes. all you need to know. Okay, there's and there's these themes in the movie like you don't know who's stalking her. So there's that guy that's persistently wanting to date her at the TV station. I don't remember his name. It but, doesn't matter because yeah. you don't. You never see him again after that. Yeah, after that, he calls her several times. He calls her, and you and think then, that he's the stalker for a second, but then it goes away. And, and then, then there's that. Uh, who's that weird guy in the park? Do you remember him? He oh, is the drug so, guy. Yes, that just banged. He on comes her up car the window, window, and what does he say? He says it's like a hell of a world, ain't it, or something yeah, like just that. Some drunk guy that scares her. It's yes, a, it's just a, a red herring. And then there's and there's a lot of those, and it feels like maybe one of the ideas is it could be anybody. That's exactly. Um, let's see what I wrote here. Because she doesn't know who it is. This reminds me of Halloween because, uh, first of all, it's just those panning, moving shots, which is all it's all like Hitchcock inspired. Anyway, this whole thing felt like an Alfred Hitchcock movie to me. Um, you you watched it first and you were like, I really got a Hitchcock vibe from this. I didn't really, but I think mean, the only thing that hit is Hitchcocky is that it's someone with a telescope watching someone. Hmm. But um, and the uh, the dolly shots where they pull mm-hmm. back, because yeah. that's a Hitchcock invention. But um, it felt like a a Roman Polanski movie. Okay, yeah, like I can see that. um, uh, what's that one? Repulsion, kind of like yeah. that, but nowhere near as good. Yeah. It's a slow burn. She's slowly going mad because all the shits adding up and just weighing her down emotionally. And um, I mean, it has a payoff, but you can tell that this is a TV movie. Yes, yeah, it has the happy me, ending and yeah, I I get that. For me, man, I I had a I read it a totally different way. I really oh, really that's fun. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I know. See now, because last week we were just like you know DPing assault on precinct thirteen. Yeah. Um. So I like there's I like that we have different views about this one. No, but I I, I dig it, man. I uh. She finds this guy at a bar, and she he later becomes her boyfriend, and. I think oh, his, yeah. his real name is David Burney. Apparently, he was a star in the 70s because they wanted someone from TV to you know anchor this TV movie so mm-hmm. people would tune in. Every time he was on screen, 
he's rocking the super cliche seventies look. Yes, with the, the frizzy hair, frizzy hair, the that broad tie, yes. the big collar, the big collars. Every time I saw him, I expected him to just launch into Christmas carols because he looks like <laughs> this kind of dude that would just. It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> it's like a Dean Martin special. That or um, uh, I can't think of that one dude's name. It doesn't matter, okay. but he did a lot of old Christmas specials that like your grandma would watch the yes, shit out of. Oh, Andy Williams? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. He gave off that kind of vibe. But, uh, <laughs> I wrote Atrium Barbos and then all caps, hair? Oh, man. That yeah, was, it looked like she had um, Dark Helmet's helmet on from Spaceballs. Yes. It <laughs> is bad. It's big it's, brick of hair. It's like flat in the back. It's just like everything else about her is so classy, and that hair is yeah, just a, hair really a hot mess. Uh, who studied with Bruce Lee? Because I wrote studied martial arts with Bruce Lee? Question mark. That was, was that Lee her? When she went in when she first she comes home from work and she noticed that her door is cracked open. Yes, and she's walking around trying to you know brace for impact because someone could jump on her at any no. time. And she man, her um, soliloquies. Holy crap. Those were annoying. When she was talking to herself and all yes. this, man, that was super annoying. Yeah, there were... But, um, yeah, she mutters out loud that she trained with Bruce Lee before he died, so, you know, they oh, better that's watch right. out. She's yelling at the... If anyone's in that there. That led to a good shot where um, she is looking at the phone and the the guy who's still in her apartment runs yes. runs back and there's goes a out nice the door little, and you see him in the background and it's really nice. There's a nice little music cue there yeah. too. That, that kind of got my... And down and that he's put like a... Uh, a he's, he's bugged her coffee yes. table. There's a little microphone that she never sees until the end of the film. Yes. But uh, that's why I he like, gets to listen to her. I like that moment too. That was, that was shot. It was creepy. I wrote spooky dookie. Yeah, um, this wasn't essentially see. a horror movie. I think that's what the vibe they were going for. But yeah, I get, I get that too. It was a thriller, I guess. A TV yeah, thriller. More, yeah, it's more thrilling. They don't do this anymore. We talked about that. I wish they would, though. I I think this is an all right medium. I think a movie at home was kind of a big deal then. Yeah. Um, not so much now, but I guess whatever. Well, not at all. <laughs> okay, so throughout, I'm writing down who I think the bad guys are. So. Uh, I don't know the guy at the TV station, but I called him Suede Jacket. Oh, the dude that was hitting on her? And yeah. And you never see him again? And then a uh, guy in the bar, is he the bad guy? Yeah. Um, oh, so when they go on that date, they're walking through the park together. There's that scene where um, they're being watched. <laughs> the guy the has, guy the, has bushes the bushes spread. Apart, and if they only looked an inch to their left, they could totally see this guy with his head poking through the bush. He's not obscured by bushes at all. Uh, no. No. And was that supposed to be the stalker, or was it the drunk guy that came to her window? Because that all took place right in like, I know. Within minutes that's that's why... I, yeah. I think maybe... Um, maybe the stalker. Hmm. Yeah. And then this is when the... Uh, this is when the late night... This is when the late night prank calls start happening. Yes. Oh, and he also uh, tampered with her electricity in the apartment. Yes, there was so, a lot of electricity tampering. A lot so he of could dimming of lights and just <laughs> stuff to fuck with her. Yeah, it's and real. it was effective because, like, like I said, she was like a slow descent into madness. Mm-hmm. She kept getting you know hysterical, and the cops wasn't they weren't believing her. Ugh, Charles Cipher. Charles Cipher. Uh, there's a what does he do later? This is, hang on, let's was see. Was he the um, detective? Yeah, um, he was. I don't. He seemed to be in charge. Maybe he was a lieutenant or a sergeant. 
something like that. But he was just a plain clothes cop, rocking the seventies do, with a big cow lick. Okay, looking through a telescope. Saying, he tells I don't it. see anything. <laughs> so <laughs> we're jumping around a little bit, but there's a but we're talking about him, so we have to mention the moment where they think they caught the stalker, and they make him leave town. Like they, yeah, they muscle him uh, out they of town. They called someone because they were looking at the telescope, and um, they just so happened to see a guy across the street on the other neighboring, towering apartment building, Alan's balcony with the telescope. So they're like, "That's obviously him." Gotta and be. it was Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. Yes, I just I wrote, <laughs> "Hello, <laughs> hello." By the way, he looks exactly the same. Exactly no the mustache, same, just black hair, still bald as hell. Uh, okay. So they they muscle this guy out of town, and he even says, "I broke a lot of rules to do this." Yeah. But the thing he says that really caught me was that, uh, yeah, Charles Cipher, the police sergeant, detective, whatever mm-hmm. he is, uh, he said that he kicked him out of town, and he's getting uh, weekly. Pl- he put him on a plane, plane himself, to Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines, <laughs> and he's getting weekly updates. He's having people follow him, give him up, and I was That's just like, illegal. there's not a lot of crime in LA if this dude's going to keep tabs on one stalker that he kicked that out of town. That wasn't a stalker, who was just an old dude who was like watering his plants, and he just so happened to have a telescope on his balcony. Yeah, this was a convoluted plot line to, to me that Carpenter... I felt forced in. Yeah, to I me Carpenter was... I have a red herring to, you know, do the Scooby-Doo thing, and have someone fall for the... And and how old is Carpenter at this point? Like thirty? He doesn't know how police he was work works. Thirty one. Yeah. He like doesn't. That. He doesn't know like police procedure. <laughs> you cops aren't. They don't just have the free time 13. to do he this. He knows all about police procedure. You know how um, they close precincts down and all that stuff. What was the? There was a really weird line about rape too. Oh, they threw rape around a lot. I guess <laughs> I said I guess rape was in in the seventies. Do they say that word a lot on? I, I know television. it was like a, it was a super rapey time in New York in Times Square when it was like super. Oh yeah, you know, CD New York. CD yeah, not Disney New but, York um, that we have now. Yeah, uh, Adrian Barbeau says, "Rape is when a man constantly keeps a woman in fear." If you're a mind rapist, I guess. <laughs> Uncle Leo, mind rapist. Hello. <laughs> Why wasn't this movie called Mind Rapist? Mind rape. Uh, let's, all right. So let's, let's, let's get away from that. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, let's see. He he sends her gifts under the, um, the guise of the... Uh, uh, the Excursions Unlimited. The, yes. The cruise people. Yeah. Saying, uh, you know, sends her a bikini. Yeah, sends her a telescope too, which I didn't understand. I guess he wanted her to catch him. Maybe that's Maybe. he gets his rocks off by getting caught. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It was the the things he Again, sent were weird. Yeah, the the I guess the, the plot didn't matter. In the, the, long gifts, run. the gifts part didn't work for me. I that's the that's the one part that was really bizarre. Well, I can understand he wanted to send her the bikini so she could try it on so he can like watch her. That makes try sense. that on. But the telescope was, n- I guess they needed a plot device to have a telescope in her apartment. I mean, when she realizes that he's watching her, that he can see her, yeah. So he's obviously in the building across from her. Couldn't she have just gone to buy a telescope at that point? Yeah, the fact that he sent could. her one is. But I don't. know. She probably would never have thought of it. 
He sends her an envelope of photos. Yeah. What was that about? You only saw one of the photos, and it was like a dude, dude's back. That was it. Was weird. It didn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know what that. I was. I guess that means that he's watching other people. Maybe there are other victims of his. Maybe. Or were these people she knew? See, it wasn't real. It wasn't, wasn't clear. I at wasn't all. clear about that. Um. So then, uh, he leaves the note that he was just there, like meet her in the garage or something. Yeah, he leaves a note on her door. But then she goes to the garage. Yeah. And she goes and gets her little letter opener knife. Mm-hmm. And that when it was it was super Halloweenish. The shots yeah, they I was, follow her and they pan down and watch her pick up the knife and Yes. You could tell he like when he got done he went straight into Halloween and he took some of this with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where we meet Uncle Leo for a she, second. Yeah, when she crawls into that floor grate. The guy that the stalker is in the laundry. Oh, because she drops the just in the parking garage, mm-hmm. and she drops her letter opener into the, the grate, and so she <laughs> opens the grate up and gets down in there to pick it up, and then closes it back because she hears him coming. Yes, and he's which was a kind of cool shot where he's standing on top of the grate, drops like watching the, the door, and he drops a cigarette on top of her. She's she's good. I she like her good. in this movie. She, um, she's a little, I mean, soap opera ish, just like over dramatic. Yeah. But, but um, I like her. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Um, let's this see what else she got out of the grate, and she was like, seeing the coast was clear, and that's when Uncle Leo was all like, hello! Um, I wrote Sheriff Brackett, so I guess this is when we first meet him. There's nothing they can do. Uh, I guess they don't have stalking laws back in the 70s. I don't know. Um, welcome to Caleb slowly forgets how to speak English. <laughs> that's every week. <laughs> Um, I'm sure okay. they had stalking laws, but you know, in TV they don't. Yeah, they weird. said there's nothing he can do about. Uh, yeah, she was all like, "What do you mean? There's nothing you can do? All these phone calls and stuff. They're like, just call us when he does something." I was like, yeah. "I'll be sure to call you while yeah, he's killing me." Uh, <clears throat> she says, "How about first degree scaring the hell out of me?" Ooh, I thought that got him. I write down any lines that I think are adorable. <laughs> uh, I wrote Uncle Leo is a patsy. I never. I never thought he was the of guy. Not. It seems so easy. And it's very this is very by the numbers. Super by the numbers. But it works. I mean there's a reason those work. Oh, so this part was pretty creepy because she didn't do I guess whatever he liked. He sent her a, a letter talking about removal procedures. Mm-hmm. So I guess that meant that's when he's going to murder her. He's going to kill her. Yeah. yeah. It just sounded creepy. Well, she through the telescope, she finally sees where he is. He's in the penthouse of the the neighboring tower, and then Adrian Barbeau stays and looks through the telescope and like watches a, her. And of like course, an insane person, no, but uh, with her weird faces. I mean, she looked like she had a stroke looking through that telescope. It she's a good crazy. actress, but I, she's never looked through a telescope in her life. Probably not. <laughs> and how is John sitting there like? The whole time he's watching her, he's just like, I'm getting them digits. But she gets into the apartment. She sees his telescope, his tape recorder, his um, his phone, all that crap. Yeah. You know? Clearly, this is where he, he's been the whole time. And then she looks through the telescope at Adrian Barbeau. He's in that apartment. He grabs her and kills her. Yes, that's right. I yes. forgot. And no one knows about it because she's already, she bought a plane ticket. She's leaving town. Mm-hmm. So the cops just think she already Agent left. Agent Barbo was uh, she took a job in Fort Worth, Texas, and That's was going right. to move there. And then I forgot a about that. Of days. 
Yeah, so that was... And again, it's the 70s. They can't see where her smartphone is. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of weird police work when someone says, I saw someone kill her. And they're like, she's probably fine. Yeah. She left town. We all knew she was well, going. Because they all think that she's crazy. Yeah, they, and she is a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's what he's doing to her. That's part of his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like the... I like it. <laughs> Some weird stuff, but I dig <laughs> it. Uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> my favorite line is when her uh, boyfriend guy says Christmas special dude yeah he says yeah Andy Williams <laughs> Andy Williams <laughs> uh, he put on his Christmas sweater and he says the line I'm gonna go down to the station and check some police records how is he allowed to do that I don't think you can just walk into the police file room again this is John Carpenter's this is how police work I don't know <laughs> it looks cool doesn't it let's go uh, I got a mustache let's uh, boy, he's married to that mustache, man. He is not. Yeah, it's still he, there. He is not shaving that thing. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So they is it City Hall or the police station that they go? Um, Andy Williams and uh, Lauren Lee. That's her. That's her character's name. I don't go remember into, this. And they're all when they finally figure out who it is, and they're oh, all like, "That's." Um, I think that's City Hall. Is it City Hall? They're yeah. Like, oh, it's um, I forgot his name. I should know this. We're, they're like, yeah, it's so and so. He's like head maintenance of the city, and he has skeleton keys to every building. Yeah. He also is a electrician. trained electrician. <laughs> it's he has, super super. Uh, he has a plot very, device. He has a very particular set of skills. Yeah, pretty much. He's like <laughs> Liam Neeson with, in Stalking Chicks. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, he has a key to every place in L.A., and he has a uh, electrician electrician background. Yes. So oh, this like, is oh, how we have to put two and two together. It's obviously this guy. So she goes to his house. Yeah, that's how, that's how they get his address. And finds all his stuff and all the pictures he's taken and all, all this and that. Well, you get that really cool jump scare with the with the cab driver. Cab there driver. Too. Because which was which made no sense because she tried to get into the front door. She pulls up into uh, the stalker's house. Yes, in a in a cab. Yes, and she gets out and says, "All right, I'll just be a minute. I'll be right back. Don't leave." So she walks up to the front door, tries to open it. She he watches her walk to the back, and she breaks into the house. First of all, she kicks her entire leg. Into this window, this yeah. Window. <laughs> like her whole, Unlocks it's so door, awkward. Yeah, and goes in, snoops around, and then all of a sudden she turns around, and the cab driver's in the house. He was like, "Did you lose your keys?" I don't know. He was he's talking to her through the window. Was he's it outside? The I thought he was in yeah. the house. Oh, okay. Well, now he I walked around to the that. yeah. He walked around I to the window where the front door. It's just <laughs> like, does she not know how to open the door? <laughs> hey, there's a key under that rock, like every house ever. No, but he, uh, I thought he walked into the front door. Did you lose your keys? Because I got in fine. I'm sorry to ruin that illusion for oh, you. No, it makes no, more he, sense now. Yeah, well, you could see him out of the I other windows. I could see someone walking by, but I thought that was the stalker coming home. And I thought there was going to be a legit uh, I thought jump scare. Too. Like, you know, Jason in yes. Friday 13th 2 flying through that window. Yes! But uh, that didn't happen. It was just no. a cab driver who I yeah. thought walked in through the front door and was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Oh, he's like, was your first B&E? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this leads us, she gets back to her apartment. Here it is, the big moment. Um, there's a suicide note that he wrote, he wrote for her. Saying, yeah. 
and everyone would believe it because she's kind of nuts. Yeah. Except Andy Williams, he's on her side. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is my favorite part. When he comes, she tells him, I'm not afraid of you or something. And she's like, basically, she's like, so she, she, know, she comes back home and she knows that he's in there somewhere. Yeah. Because she sees stuff's been messed with and the shower yeah. was on and he wrote, No one believes you in the fog and the mirror. Yes. <clears throat> um, okay. Which was a cool shot. That was great. So what happened? So what's the thing you what were going to tell me? You were going to tell me something oh, earlier. All right. Well, it comes to the climax. They wrestle and stuff, and he gets thrown out the window. Yes. The end. That's, yes. the, that's the movie. She, okay. She comes out victorious. But the whole thing is, this happened in New York, too. Yeah. So was this guy coming all the way from L.A. to stalk her, too? Because at the front of the movie, he was like, I will find you. And she was like, you'll never find me. I'm going to go far, far away. And he was like, I don't give up, and hangs up. So... Did she have two stalkers, or was this dude traveling all the way to New York to stalk her on the weekends and coming back and working during the week? See, I have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. Which leads me to go into how I didn't care much for this movie because <laughs> it the plot is everywhere yeah, and nowhere at the same time. Yeah. I liked it a lot more it until, was, we, um, until we dissected it. Was, it this movie was super... Um, Straight laced and straightforward, yeah. but convoluted as fuck at the same time. I mean, I enjoyed it more than you did, and I didn't hate it. I, no, I, no, I yeah, it, you know, it had but some cool stuff in it. I really liked it, but even in going over it right now, I'm I'm confused by some it's of the plot device because the main it could one be is way simple. Why was he driving all the way to New York to stalk her and just again, to go back home in L.A.? Because again, I don't even know if that's stalker. it. If point blank, they put it at, at the first five minutes of the movie, which I was they lost from that the whole she's time. being stalked and she's had enough of it and she's moving. See, see, I didn't understand that either because I thought that was, um, I thought that was kind of a, I thought that was going to be a scene from the end of the movie that they. I thought we were telling the story out of time. No, I don't. I didn't realize not do that for seventy. See, I movie. misread it. The I misread the whole thing. Maybe they have, and maybe I misread I it. But uh, I don't know, dude. The opening scene of the movie is her with the phone saying, yeah. "I'm going to go far away. You'll never see me again. You won't find me." And he was like, "I never give up," and hangs up. So was that her, or was that a different woman? I'm pretty sure that was her. See, that's it was there's her no voice. there's no context for this. No, no, so no. I don't know what that scene means at all. I that see, I thought he had. So this is one of two things. I thought he was stalking someone else, and she left, and then he started stalking this new woman. But if, but that no, wouldn't make I'm, any I, sense. I'm 98 percent sure it's the same woman. Okay, well then, if that if was they the were case, do that, why the fuck are they even introducing her? I have no idea. Because uh, the whole movie is it's established that she's been stalked before, and that she's moving to L.A. to get a fresh start, to get away from all this, and yeah. it follows her to L.A. But it's a guy but, who lived in LA, who lives in LA and worked for the city, which they say for ten plus years. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's real. You know what? I, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck this movie. <laughs> no, I like it. You should. You should all have watched it again. I don't hate the movie. No, I liked Andy I, Williams. He was rocking it. And uh, to me, this was so much easier to watch than say Dark Star. So right away for me, this is a much easier watch. Yeah, Dark go Star. out and watch it. We're not saying avoid Mm-mm. it like the plague. I mean, no, watch this it. is... it's a fun watch. It has some good shots in it, and you can see the uh, some shots you, he carries over to other movies. Absolutely, you can tell it's a John Carpenter movie, even though it looks like seventies TV. It does. <clears throat> it looks like sixties TV, honestly. That's just because of 
TV people yeah. lighting There's it. There's some and real harsh everything lighting. Everything was on a set. Every time she's like in her apartment, the shadow behind her, like they're just shining a spotlight on her. That's what uh, I watched the uh, featurette, and he said that everything was a set except for the climax. Where they're, where hanging they're dangling out the, out the window. That's the only on on uh, location on location shot that they had, and it doesn't fit in with the movie. It does big time. It looks. It stands out. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, you're right. Um, we skipped over my favorite part mm-hmm. when she knows the guys in the apartment. She throws her window. She throws her chair out the window. Yes. and she just screams murder. Murder. She murder. screams the word murder out into the night. I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> Somebody just screams, murder! <laughs> Again. Just, when you watch this movie, you'll just be sitting there going, wait, what? Yeah, Rose Not screams. his best movie. No, definitely not. Shot in 10 days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, just a real quick shoot. And I can then, totally see why they didn't move this to feature because... I, <laughs> They said there was no substance there, and there's not. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's flimsy at best. Yeah. But what is perfect for '70s TV? I definitely. guess. Definitely, and it is. It's a perfect. Um, I think you should go back and check it out because it's kind of an undiscovered gem. I think. I'm still coming down in the. I really, really like it, but it is super convoluted. Um, Extremely. Yeah. Uh oh, and what's the line she delivers? when she throws him out the window or rest, they wrestle out the window and then he falls and they slow zoom on her and she says you got too close yeah and then again over. the talking to herself was what annoying what does that mean I don't know I, I don't guess she either. was just like you, should, you fucked with the wrong girl <laughs> yeah they couldn't say that on TV back then so no. you can rent it digitally there's a DVD um, I highly recommend picking it up watching it it's uh, um, if you find it, it's pretty cheap on eBay. I got it for like three bucks. Nice. I'm so. gonna buy a copy. Honestly, I really, I want to have a copy. I really, uh, I want to complete my. There's movies, there's movies I'm not gonna buy unless I watch them and I'm like, oh, I'm in love with this, but I just don't. I don't see myself buying a copy of Ghosts from Mars. Oh, I have a copy. <laughs> Good. Uh, because when you said that, I was like, I may okay, give good. you my copy of this because I don't think I'll return to it. Oh, well, great. Yeah, I loved it. Hmm. Um, and if I do, I'll just borrow it. Yeah. Sweet. Watch it's, it when you're bored. <laughs> no, I like it. Put it in your regular rotation once a month. <laughs> no, it's not that good. <laughs> it's great for Halloween viewing. I mean, I'm going to re rank my John Carpenter movies. Right now, this is number one. So. Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so Halloween, the thing, and somebody's watching me. Yeah, absolutely. Assault on what? Who cares? I think we covered this one pretty well. Oh, I forgot to put the spoiler alert thing at the beginning of the episode. So spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. She gets watched. Yeah. Someone I can't... watches her. Yeah. It's all in the title. <laughs> I can't wait for people to see that. Just Adrian Barbo telescope. To me, the movie With was her worth it on. <laughs> that like hair was insane. It's bad. It's not much better in the fog. Well, it's a little better in the fog. And it's like that, but she has a perm and it's yeah. all curly. No, nah, you know curly what? Helmet on. It's it is better in the fog. Or am I thinking of Swamp Thing? Ooh, forgot about Swamp Thing. With Craven's masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, 
for you guys is the most magical of holidays. Um, Sam Hain. Salwin. One more. <laughs> what? What did you just say? It's pronounced Salwin. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> My Celtic studies aren't up to date. You can say Sam Hain. That's okay, fine. good. All right. Well, I just Sam Hain sounds like a guy who works in my building. Hmm. He was a villain in the Ghostbusters cartoon. Ooh, one of the more memorable ones too. He was a giant pumpkin who was like the god of Halloween. Oh, I saw that That's one. That's the greatest one of my favorites. Yeah, That's good. Mm-hmm. I saw you. <laughs> I saw you like commented on some photo of a Ghostbusters cartoon, and they were like, "What was this guy's deal again?" That was and you're the like, only. Yeah, the the dude put out the trivia question. It was pretty much, uh, "Why did this guy do this in this cartoon?" And I was the only one that answered it because I'm an in, like a mega Ghostbusters fan, so. <laughs> I'm the only one that knew the plot of this random cartoon. He's trying to get rid of chickens. Yeah. Chicken he clucked from season two. Man, I I watched that cartoon as a kid, but I've I've never seen any of it as an adult. It's on Netflix. Not the entire series. They they shaved Cherry a bunch pick? of episodes. Huh. The real Ghostbusters? Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix now. Interesting. They have uh when Halloween was forever, the Sam Hain episode. Nice. Mm-hmm worth a watch I will go home and watch it because probably my uh, favorite episode along with Citizen Ghost where it picks up right after the movie I think I've seen that one too I've seen a bunch of them I watched it a lot as a kid but that the one you described uh, are we starting a Ghostbusters podcast because I'm down we could (laughs) Um, I just watched the movie we were talking about it the other day Mm -hmm. Uh, I was texting you because it's my all time favorite movie I've been obsessed with Ghostbusters since I was four years old yeah, it's great. I mean, I've always loved it. Like I said, this is a movie that my folks would just, you know, let me watch, which mm-hmm. is weird because my folks are always strange about what I'm allowed to watch, and that's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a risky PG. It was before PG thirteen. Yeah, so it exactly. Was, it's clearly a PG thirteen. But yeah, that, well, that was PG thirteen didn't come around to like eighty eight or so. Didn't yeah, it? it was the late eighties, and Beetlejuice was the same way. Like was they it say, a PG? Yeah, they say fucking that movie. The, I thought that was one of the first PG-13s. I'm pretty sure it's PG. Because it came out in 88 the same year as that rating did. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. I don't know for sure. I, don't, I mean... I could check my facts, but, but fuck it. That wouldn't be any fun. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got my phone in my hand and could easily check. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I just watched it, and I, I tried to put some distance between me and that movie because I've seen it so much. And then come back to it, and it's just it's flawless, man. Like, yeah, perfect. That's a great perfect movie. movie. Uh, it's that time of year. You should put Ghostbusters on. It's on at my house all the time because yeah. I got my kids into it, and uh, my son wants to watch either that, Ghostbusters 2, or the reboot, which I dug. You know what? I like it's the- all, One of those three is always on, and at night we'll watch the cartoon before he goes to bed. I really enjoyed the new one when I saw it. Watching the original again, I haven't seen the original four years, maybe. Um, so watching it again, it is timeless in a way that the the new the re- one's just the not reboot is be. forgettable. Yeah, it is. I like the characters it's, in it, but it's too? written poorly. Yeah, it's and it's cut poorly. Yeah, and but I think the only reason I like it is because it's Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I like it. There's, it's just the jokes. <laughs> The jokes in the original are so are good. Super smart. They, yes. The well, the, the new the reboot they're stale. They're kind of dad jokes, yeah. and then they're like there's some oddly vulgar jokes in there yeah. that have no place in it. But 
I've probably seen the reboot maybe 20, 30 times now. Oh, wow. I've yeah. seen it twice. I own it. I mean, it's yeah, in, we I collect it stuff from it. It's, um, I have a whole room in my house that's nothing but Ghostbusters stuff. I have the old toys from Kenner back in the 80s. and I mean, I got all the reboot stuff. If it has Ghostbusters on, I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm with you. So, no, I like it. We saw it in the theater. I'm pro reboot. I dug it. But it's not gonna. It's, it's not just not gonna, age it's not gonna age the way this one all. did. Um, because I, this one, man, it just I don't know. It just worked. That cast, that writing, the directing, guys, mm-hmm. is a, a beautiful movie. I really, um, I don't feel like it's taken for granted, but I, I don't feel like enough people are like this is a really perfect movie that nobody's talking about. I think with the the reboot that came out people revisit the original and was uh-huh. like wow this movie is uh still like people who have never seen it have mm-hmm. watched it and they're like because it's getting a lot of love now cuz they've released a lot of products with it on there like the the original ghostbusters because the reboot had a demand for the original mm-hmm. and uh i think it's just now getting the love it deserves that script is airtight it's flawless it, whereas someone's biased, watching so. me, you could poke holes in all day. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters is a is a great script. I think it's one of those scripts you could probably teach in like screenwriting classes. It's that was my sneaker on the floor. Oh, I didn't know what that noise was. I can't reproduce it, but that's what it was. There oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, we're playing basketball. Oh, John Stockton um, in here. <laughs> uh, you didn't see my. I just I just faked him. I oh. <laughs> sports. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, watch Ghostbusters. Watch it. And watch Ghostbusters too. Uh, I love Ghostbusters too. I haven't revisited Ghostbusters. 2. I haven't watched Ghostbusters too. Not as perfect as the first. I watched that one a lot more when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. For kids, I think they probably because it was so more influenced by the cartoon. Which yeah, the cartoon's been out by this point, right? The cartoon came out in '86. Okay. Ghostbusters one was '84. Cartoon was '86. It had ran to '91. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 was 89, heavily mm-hmm. influenced by the cartoon. That's why Definitely. the slime is pink, because of the pink slime you could buy in stores from the cartoon. Hmm. And all that good stuff. Interesting. It's cartoony, but I think I it has. It. I think it has great scenes. I just don't think it works on the level the original does. No, not at all. Courtroom um, scene being my favorite. Oh, that's great. It's, I love it. The Scolari Brothers. Me, to me, that feels like the first movie. Mm-hmm. That feels... Like I love that whole sequence. I think it would work a little better if you got rid of the super eighties um soundtrack. And I yeah. people love that movie because of the soundtrack. They got the Bobby Brown and shit in there, but if you replace it with like the original score from the original movie, it would probably work a little better. I think so too. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not into that either. I love the score in the first one. But I like that that Ghostbuster Two soundtrack because Oh no! Because of how it's cheesy it is. Yeah, I I like all the cheesiness about it. But what I love about the first one is like the ghosts are kind of scary. Like the scares work as scares too. Yeah, it's just just, the the tone is lighter. That's why you're you're not as scared by them. Yeah, it is definitely. No, I get it. You got you got a property that's hot like that. His monstrous form—that's frightening, man. When he possesses Ray, yeah, got those. I do like the Ray coming out of his head and shit. Yeah, that makeup is nice. I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll get to it. Do you have the Blu-ray? Of course. Okay, I don't own it at all. So I have multiple copies. 
<laughs> I know you got that laser disc. I, I I literally I have every every home copy that's ever been released. Blu-ray just got released a couple of years ago for Ghostbusters two, and I have uh, each different one from that. I have the the laser disc. I have the VHS. I have it on uh, not Ghostbusters two, but Ghostbusters one on Betamax. I don't have a Betamax player, but I have it just yeah. In case. Well, it's it's a collector's item for you at this point. For me, yeah. They just released new uh, 4K UHD Blu-rays also. For Ghostbusters? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, they came out. Then they released the the Ultra ones you're talking about? Hmm? Ultra 4K? Is mm-hmm. that what you're talking about? Yeah, they've been out for a while. Those I don't have yet. But yeah, see, I, I will get them. Yeah, I'll get those. I don't uh, have a 4K Blu-ray, so I don't yeah. see a point in having them right now. But yeah. I, they will be in my collection. Yes. Let's see... Have you seen the uh, cool steel books that Best Buy put out for Ghostbusters? No. Uh-uh. They did one, two, and the reboot. And they really? Did, yeah. Super cool artwork on them. Did you get those? Of course. Oh, well, you'll have to show those Those to are me. my watching copies that are in with my other movies. Uh-huh. All my other ones are in my Ghostbusters room. Ah, huh. sweet. We talked about those Universal Monster Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, those are beautiful. Oh, the sweet Alex Ross yes. cover Yes. Now, they're charging too much for them, because like I said, they I are. found that... You found that pack that was like 150 bucks when it first came out, and you found it for what, 30? 38. That's a steal. Did you buy it? No. Uh, I would um, uh, I already own them all on DVD anyways. It's it's 38 bucks, and this is the UK one that has eight movies in it. The one that came out in the US only had six films in it. Hmm. And I can't remember which ones they left out. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think Phantom of the Opera is in the UK box set, and there's they, one other they one. They include the Godfather monsters, like yeah. uh, Hunchback and Phantom of the Opera. Hunchback's and, not in there, but Phantom mm-hmm. is. And I don't. I think the US version didn't have Creature in it. Why the fuck would it not have Creature? I don't Black think it Lagoon? does. Yeah, I don't think it does. I think it's just Frankenstein, Bride, Wolfman, Dracula, Invisible, and That's Mummy. ridiculous that they don't have Creature. Yeah, but this one does. It had two that the other... And Creature may not be it. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, they're well, all on If you're under- a Monsters fan, um, the Blu-rays clean up. I have Creature on Blu-ray, which is the only one I have on Blu-ray because that's my favorite one. But <clears throat> go out and find the Legacy Collections mm-hmm. that they released probably 10 or 15 years ago. It has the main movie. They did them for uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, and Creature. They have their main movie and all their sequels on it. Ooh, nice. But those are the only ones that have all those on one, uh, not disc, but one collection. Mm-hmm. And then they re-released. I have the Steelbook um, 75th Anniversary Steelbooks uh-huh. on DVD, but it's just the movie. You don't mm-hmm. get the other ones. You don't get the special stuff? No. But, I mean, some of those sequels aren't that great. But, like, if you get Frankenstein, you get Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, which is really good. And um, I'll be honest, all the Dracula movies are boring as shit. Yeah, I'm. Bella Lugosi's great, but that is a boring movie. I much prefer the Hammer Dracula movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dracula Prince of Darkness, mm-hmm. which is my favorite Christopher Lee Dracula movie. That's the one that ends where he's on the ice yes. and it breaks and he falls in. And as soon as he falls in, credits roll over the lowest creepiest music yeah it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid then the sequel to that is uh, the satanic rites of Dracula I can't remember where he wakes up Mm -hmm. in the 70s and takes place in modern day 
Mm, not that one. I mean, this is the sequel to the one you were talking about. I don't think so. I can't remember it. The, I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, the one after this, like some priests in a monastery wake him up somehow. Somebody falls on the ice and the blood drips down into the yes. water. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, but uh, Prince of Darkness is my favorite. Because, I like the first early yeah, Dracula movie the best. I like, I like them all, but I think... Him just, jumping on that, that coffee table or desk and flapping his cape around like yes. Batman is so is so great. And Peter and he's Cushing. he's a giant dude. He's like 6'5". Oh, he's, he's huge. And like he towers. It's, because he's on a desk, he towers over everybody. But he just does that to begin with. And yeah. he's just so so intimidating. I love all those Hammer Dracula movies. Uh, well, not all of them. Not the, all of them. There's some bad ones. Two or three are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I But again... To me, I think those are far better than the Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of them are on uh, Turner Classic Movies this month. So, as um, it should be. Yeah. Unlike AMC's Fear Fest, which sucks fat balls now, is one week long. It, I remember when that shit started on October first. Uh, like September. Um, They've been doing the, the it for last, twenty years. At midnight, October first, they would start horror movies. Yes. And it would be it would be random shit too. It I just wasn't the worst Halloween sequels, four, five, and six shown over and over, yeah. which is garbage. Those movies are awful. I was uh, gonna I was gonna were, watch sorry. them. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Uh, they would uh, they would show like Phantasm, all the Phantasms. They would show uh, random shit like the stuff or uh, the Blob remake from the eighties. Love the Blob remake. Return, they would show all the Return of the Living Dead movies, even though there's only two worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff and now it's just like for one week we're going to do a Walking Dead marathon and then show Halloween 4, 5, and 6 over and over and Van Helsing like no thanks I'm good no yeah it's a bummer they they should do like um, TNT does with the Christmas story on Christmas Eve 24 hours do Halloween 1 yeah on Halloween 24 hours, 24 hours. that would yes. be awesome yes I'm into that if that was Fear Fest I'd be cool with that yeah I wouldn't even complain because if you're not going to make it good anymore you can at least do that I uh, Doug, I'm on board with you being head of AMC programming. Okay. Well, I'm going to call them and tell them that I'm taking over. Yeah. Uh, we can refer them to this podcast. Yeah. You can see uh, my yeah. credentials. <laughs> um, <laughs> my credentials. <laughs> we were going to watch... Uh, we watched Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, and then I haven't seen 4, 5, and 6 in like a decade. Don't waste your time. We were going to do it. And then I said, let's just watch The H2O. only thing redeeming about four and five is Daniel Harris. And she's, you know, kid actors are shit. But she is phenomenal in those movies. Hmm. But the movies are awful. Uh, can we talk about the... We'll do it We'll do it next week. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about the Halloween series. Yeah, we will. We'll I do just the wanna... main, you know, review of the first one and how awesome it is. And then we'll shoot the shit about the, all the other ones. Yes. Well, okay. Well, here's a little Here's a little preview. This is what I wanted to talk Get about. Ready, folks. Uh, the evolution of the masks. Four. Oh my God! It, four. <laughs> Michael Myers in four is the worst mask, and he's wearing like hockey pads under his suit, know. so he's like walking around like Hulk Hogan. I don't know, dude. The eyebrows in Halloween Resurrection are pretty bad. Yeah, like they're awful. Uh, in fact, the Halloween Resurrection mask looks more like a Mike Myers mask than a <laughs> William Shatner mask. It looks terrible. I don't see how... Uh, apparently, the, the the mask in the first film was lost. So they uh, had to reproduce it. 
And the second one doesn't look bad. It's but pretty you can close. Tell it's but it's yeah, they never got it and right then again. Apparently, that one was lost too, so they couldn't. So they're just like, you know, when we bring it back in four, we're just gonna look at make it look god fucking awful, uh, dude. Four, He's got five, slick back hair and fucking. It's just a terrible mask. I think five is the one that's like real skinny. Yes. Oh god, it's they still just, awful. How did they not? I always had this feeling about um, Friday the Thirteenth. Is I wish that they hadn't stopped at the hockey mask. Like I wish the original thing. He was going to have a different mask in every movie. Yeah, because he had a you know potato sack and two, and then three he got the hockey mask, and people liked it so much they kept it. I mean, it's iconic. It looks great when you see it. You think of him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the Michael Myers masks. I was just looking at them because they're awful. I just don't see. I know maybe it was because they didn't have the resources back in the day, but I mean, now they could easily reproduce that. At this point, first mask because at, I've seen people sell it in, yeah. at Walmart. Yeah, at this point you can't. I mean, God, even in H two O, it just doesn't look right. The eye holes are too big. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. H two O is probably the most watchable after. Yeah, I their, don't mind H2O. The second one. Um, we just watched it and it's already so problematic the only thing wrong about that one is that the dude playing Michael Myers is too small yeah definitely he's real skinny yeah I don't know I really hope the new one is great I have high hopes for it I have high it. hopes for it I do too um, but man they just I don't know why they can't get this right it's, so, it's, the, it's just, to me it's the easiest the one on Freddie has all that makeup and six Jason hours of makeup and Jason even has like his own thing. Michael, Martin, it's a it's a Dickies overalls and a William Shatner mask. And they fuck it up somehow. And they just I don't know. They don't get the point. I think the it's the a, point of Halloween and is there's almost no gore in Halloween at all. Yeah. The original like yeah. it's so tempered. That's why that movie and is a, it doesn't rely on gore. It relies yeah. on legit scares. And the sequels like, that's after a the second movie, one. even to this day, I've seen that movie a million times, and like that movie's still tense. Absolutely, I um, know what's going to happen way before it even happens, but yeah. I'm just all like, "Oh shit, here comes something!" I know, and it's great, and it's beautiful. Okay, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too into it. Music, but we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, but man, this is just a little, <laughs> this is a little taste of yeah, what's next to week come. We're doing Halloween. Yeah, we're doing a big Halloween special. I definitely want to talk about. The first one, one at length. Talk I do want to spend some time on the second each, one. Uh, you did in two. Mm-hmm. And he wrote it. Yeah. And then we'll talk about three also. You did the because... TV cut. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch that? Mm-mm. I'll let you borrow it. Sweet. I have it. Um, and we'll talk about three because I, lo- I love Season of the Witch. I do too. At Tom Atkins, fuck machine. <laughs> like, I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Season of the Witch a lot. And then. Yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of jump around. We'll, we'll it'll we'll just be a talk Halloween. About how shitty the other ones are. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch them. I, you know what? No, you I'm, don't. I do. I'm going to do it this week. All right. Well, they're going to be on AMC 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> I'm going to do it because uh, I just want to come at it. I just want to see them. It's been I can't even remember. They're awful. I don't even know if I've seen six. It's awful. Paul it, Rudd's first movie. I saw, I watched the trailer for it. Wow. Uh, Everyone's like, there was a big hubbub about um, Halloween Six and its producers cut, which is, which people, some people say is the um, the cut of the movie that you should watch. And I've seen both cuts, and holy shit, the movie sucks. 
It's like people it doesn't who matter are like, what cut you have. Oh my god! It's like people it's who are a like convoluted piece of shit. It's like people who defend the director's cut of Daredevil. Like, oh, it's a better movie. I'm like, it's a better version of a terrible movie. Yeah. Like you can't. Who directed Daredevil? Oh, that he's got three names. Can't think of his name. This is awful. He directed a bunch of like white trash action movies. The early two thousands, like trash act, like what? I don't know. Just more stuff with butt rock soundtracks like that. It's like Mark Paul Gosler or whatever. That's a different. Yeah, thing I, know. About the <laughs> I know. It's like something Stephen something. It's like a serial killer name. He has well, three names. Google is just showing me all the Netflix show stuff, which good on them. Yeah, because but, we yeah, should forget about Ben Affleck's Daredevil turn in the cow. Film. Film is pushing it. <laughs> I just remember everyone was like, you know, the best part about that movie is the soundtrack. And I was like, if that's the, the best part, oh, wake me up inside. Mark Steven Johnson. Yeah. Doesn't he sound like a serial killer? They always have three names. He sounds like some simpleton that works on trucks in his part-time. You know? Mark Steven Johnson. It's two of the most boring names in the world. It's a, How many directed grumpy old men? Okay. And grumpier old men. Eh. And Jack Frost. Oof. The, the Michael Keaton one or the... the, oh, the nice. Yeah, the Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Not the scare, not the horror mm-hmm. movie where uh, Shannon Elizabeth gets raped with a carrot. Oof. Oh, he did Ghost Rider. Yeah, he did. I he told did you. Grudge Match. Yeah. And that with uh, De Niro Still, and Stallone. Yeah. Mm-mm. And he did Electra. Yes. Yikes. Let me get off this guy's page. Yeah, I told you. All right, he's like um, to me. I don't know. To me, he and Brett Ratner ring like the same thing to me. Like Brett Ratner has never made a good movie. No, he did Red Dragon, and I hate Red Dragon. And some people are like, well, it's okay. I don't mind it. I hate it, but I love that. I love book. the part where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is going down that on yeah. fire in a wheelchair. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. But I loved that book so much. Uh, when I was in I high school, book, so. yeah, I loved it. Um, and then Silence of the Lambs is perfect. Then Hannibal's pretty cool. Who directed Silence of the Lambs? Uh, Jonathan Demme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oof. we're gonna watch that soon. I love that movie. Was well, she a great big fat person? I'll polish this chair up. I do it every week. If you want to, in your time off. Watch Halloween for sure. You should be watching Halloween watch anyway. anyway. Yeah, whether it's Halloween or not. Yeah, it's you can watch movie. it year round. It's perfect. I was our local drive-in is playing it, and I wanted to go. But yeah, they're having a uh, what are they calling this? Shock Fest, Shocktober. One of those. Yeah, they're playing uh, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, Night of the Living Dead, and Carnival of Souls. Never seen it. It's great. Um. Let you borrow that too if you want. Oh, I, it's on. Um, is it on one of your? Uh, it's on uh, public domain super disc. <laughs> no, it's on Turner. It's on. T- it's on TCM also. It. It's, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, um, I, I, I could totally see if you come along and say yeah, that was a shit movie, and I'll be prepared for that. <laughs> but I love Carnival Souls. It's I'm gonna check movie. it out. Um, super creepy dude in it. Do you own Suspiria? I do. Can I borrow that? Yes, you can. I have never seen it. Are you gonna venture into Italian horror? I it's might. super fucked up. Well, um, I'm, I'm Argento a really big... Argento makes some weird-ass movies. I'm a really big fan of the guy who directed uh, Doctor Strange. 
uh, Scott Derrickson, mm-hmm. and he made that movie Sinister, and he made, you know, he just made like some studio movies. Um, but I I like him, and he's a like he's just he just loves film. Like his Twitter feed is just weird movies that he shows to his teenage kids, mm. and uh, and he just loves he loves movies. Like he just and. So someone asked him about his favorite horror movies, and he posted a bunch of uh, just cinematography stills from Suspiria, and it looked wild, man. It looked the kills and gore in Suspiria are insane. They're great. Wow. But um, the thing about Italian horror mm-hmm. is that they don't really necessarily give a shit about plot. Mm-hmm. They make you. Um, it's the weirdness and fucked upness of the movie in general. Like they want, they want you to see this as a nightmare in real life, but like as you're watching it, they just want you to be freaked out. <laughs> they don't give a shit about plot. Look, I haven't spent much time watching uh, watching horror movies like outside of I don't know what would be considered classics or you just studio. Watch Chucky over and over. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the only, uh that's the only movie I've ever seen until we started doing this. Um they put that new Chucky. I dude I, I heard I, that movie was great. I, and let I heard me tell you the, something. Uh, I I'm not a child's play fan. I'm not either. But the last uh, Chucky movie that came Seed out Seed or Cult. Cult's the new one that okay. just came out. The but the one before that that came Curse? out like I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I heard they they were great. Yeah, I heard um, people I that I know that like horror are liking them. I love horror. Horror is like my favorite yeah. genre, but I was never a big child's play fan. Yeah, that dude. I was a kid, and I, I've seen did, them all. But I, yeah, I have me. too. But when I was a kid, that didn't even the that first did not one's scare creepy. Me. But like anything with a killer doll in it, I can't get behind because it's. I don't. It's, I don't like it's not Chucky. realistic. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like Chucky. I don't like that Shit character. with Satans and demons, I can get behind. I'm not scared realistic. of him. I don't like his... I don't know. I just... To me, seems like that baby and Who Framed Roger it's Rabbit. It's like fucking Cujo. Everyone's scared to death of that movie. I was like... As in the case of Chucky, just hit him with a baseball bat and go yeah. on. That's it. Yeah. I know he's a weird Satan doll, but all you gotta do is kick him. Yeah, I don't you know. I mean, my ass. <laughs> They're putting that on the next Chucky That's on poster. the back of the sleeve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never um I never was a student of uh horror movies, but now I've kind of but I like them and now I'm kind of uh I'm kind of like getting into it, I guess. I don't know. That's cool. Well, yeah. I, I I collect horror movies, so Yeah, you do. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up someone's watching me. Yeah. Uh check it like, out. Yeah, check it out. Um you can rent it, you can buy a copy. Um, it's cheap on eBay. On eBay, yeah, on eBay. If you found it, I advocate buying all of these. But if you're one of those CD internet types, go ahead and steal it if you want. Yeah. I don't. I don't advocate. We for don't that. promote stealing. We're not no. behind it. But if if you got to do, times are tough. Look, if that's what you got to do. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you. That's you're what, I used the to law. do. It. Look, I'm letting you know. That Let you're me tell you something. The law. I used to illegally download a lot of stuff <gasps> and. Um, I just got to the point where I gotta tell you one time I got caught I got a email from my internet provider and they can't so what they can't do is say that you did anything knowingly wrong yeah, I don't know why them. yeah so what they did is they send me this email and it says something to the effect you of, may or uh, may not be doing stuff stop hey uh, you might not know 
but pirating movies it's is illegal. illegal. Now let me We're tell here you to help, buddy. Now let me tell you how I got caught. I was <laughs> downloading Daredevil. No, it's almost as bad. <laughs> I was curious about the Total Recall remake. Yeah, and so I downloaded about half of it. And with high speed internet, this doesn't take long. Maybe ten minutes. It got halfway done, and I said. I'm never going to watch this. So I just stopped it and deleted it. And that's the one that that's I got notified. Got <laughs> and so I was pretty, I, was, I just kind of stopped doing it. And I know there's like these websites where you can watch stuff for free. But here's the thing about me. I love movies. I like them to look as good as they possibly can. So at the very least, like I need a DVD. Like I can't, I just did like stuff you, even when you download like Blu-ray rips, it's not, it doesn't look right. Like the, it just doesn't look the way that it should. So even like a, a well-mastered DVD is fine. And I, I got real snobby about HD when it first came out. But like I said, I told you, I watched my Dawn of the Dead DVD on my 4k TV. Look, it looked beautiful. Like it's fine. It's a beautiful movie. I'm I'm the opposite. Like, especially if it's a horror movie, I'll go out of my way to find a shitty DVD of it. (laughs) Well, because it kind of what is it's, it? it kind of it's a, it's a mood setter. I yeah, mean, and it kind of reminds you. Of, I want that shitty film. I want the film grain. I want the skips and all that shit. I as long if I still had a VCR, I'd go out of my way to get the VHS. Now, see, here's where we disagree, because it, I'm talking about me, just horror movies. If yeah. I'm going to get something that's not a horror movie, I'll get a Blu-ray of it. Well, well, and even for that, because what I noticed um, when I was watching Halloween again, and I've noticed it a bunch since DVD mm-hmm. the version of Halloween I grew up watching is not Halloween because it's shot it's shot in this beautiful wide like he uses those neighborhood streets mm-hmm. it's gorgeous and the version I grew up watching on TV is chopped Yeah, I mean it is not the same movie at all like so for me it has to be at least um, if it's a movie I, like Halloween's one of my all time favorite movies yeah and like I said Creature from the Black Lagoon is my favorite universal. Yes. I, I went out of my way to go get the Blu-ray of it yes. because I was like, I'm going to enjoy this on another scale. And if uh, I have the DVD of Creature, mm-hmm. I had the VHS when I was a kid. I'm sure my mom has it at her house still somewhere. But uh, I grew up with the shittiness. And, you know, I was Same. like, I'm going to watch it the way that they wanted me to watch it. Exactly. That's how I feel. If I want to watch a movie, I want to see the way it was originally. Now, see, I, I grew appreciate up, the HD, but like like same. horror movies, I'll, I'll go out of my way to get a shitty print of something. <laughs> as long as it's as long <clears> as it's <throat> not full screen. If you, if you throw a full screen DVD at me, I'm, it's it's out. Unless it was unless, <laughs> a lot of my horror DVDs are full screen. <laughs> uh, unless it's shot that way, I'm okay with it. But I don't. I just I need the way that it was that it was filmed. I'm I'm real. I went to my parents' house, and my dad has an office, and he has all his old DVDs and VHS tapes in there. So I saw our old Godfather tapes, and what I saw, and I took a picture of, and I uh, put it on Instagram and stuff, uh, were my Star Wars um, VHS tapes. Unaltered, Mm -hmm. but full frame. Mm -hmm. And so to me, again, I grew up, Star Wars was just in a box. Yeah. so now you have the laser disc copies the, that they the put DVDs on the DVDs that have the laser disc rips. Yeah. And they're widescreen. And I don't have that. But they're, they're, they're the boxes are there. Yeah. I don't have that. So those are hard to find now. I know. I sh- I remember when they were out, I almost bought it. That's the only I reason I bought them is because they had the unaltered versions cuz fuck the special edition. I wish 
See, now I have the Blu-rays, and they're beautiful. Oh my god, they're beautiful. They're widescreen. And are they ever going to release the the originals? They got to. They he keep is saying out. that every Christmas that they're going to do it for Christmas, and they this is like for the past five or six years now. And Dude, it's not happened. If you know how much fucking money they would make on top of all that money they're making now? They can just release three movies in a box set, charge $100 for it, everyone's and buying it. It'll be sold out. Everyone's buying it. I'm buying it. I'm buying I'll it buy day it. one. I bought, the, I bought the shitty ones. Yeah. I paid $100 for that six-movie set, three movies I don't like, I got and three shitty, movies that are uh, ruined. special edition gold VHS box for I Christmas had that too. for my folks. Yeah. I had that when too. When it came out back in the day. And I was excited because I was a kid. And now that's the only reason I got to um, see them theatrically. I just had this revelation um, this week. Uh, theatrically, as you know, is my absolute favorite way to see a movie. I don't. I like watching movies at home. I love it. But I'm a. I'm. I advocate movie theater as often as I can go. And you understand once you have kids, it's tough. Yeah, I have three, so I don't get yeah. to do shit anymore. Yeah, it's you got to. I had to wake up super early to watch someone's watching me this morning before <laughs> my kids get up. Like, I can't even see Blade Runner yet because, um, you know my 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 sitter fell through. So, what I started to think about every movie that is one of those seminal movies for me: mm-hmm. Star Wars, Back to the Future, Raiders, The Godfather. I've never seen any of these on a big screen. Yeah. And that's I've that's odd. The movies that made me love movies, I've never seen theatrically. But I see everything else. Like that's my preferred method. I finally got to see Ghostbusters on the big screen. Uh, they, uh, yeah, I didn't get to go. They did the thirtieth anniversary re release before the reboot came out. Because mm-hmm. the reboot got such bad backlash. <laughs> they were like, Well, we're gonna release the other one so we can make money. But uh, man. I mean I mean I saw it they we released it in theaters for the 25th anniversary. I saw it then, but then I, they had a better print of it when it was the 30th anniversary. They did that. That was uh, a revelation. I've never seen 4K, Ghostbusters on the big screen. Um, they went back and did that 4K, did 4K scan 4K from one. the negative. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Um, I the own Blu-ray, the 4K resolution Blu-rays. Oh, see, I don't have the one I, don't I have. I have the ultra ones. I have the normal 4K. Yes. You have the you have the one with the new, um, with the new restoration. Yes. That's not the UH... Yeah, it looks Blu-ray great. Or whatever. See, the one I have is the original Blu-ray. Kind of grainy. It is grainy. Yeah. yeah. And not, not I unwatchable. I pre-ordered it when they were <laughs> releasing it on Blu-ray for the first time. Still looks great. Um, but it's it's just grainy. But I'm fine with that. Uh, but like, when I think of Ghostbusters, I watched my first copy of Ghostbusters was recorded off of TV because my yeah. dad would... Um, like, they would sample cable and stuff for a little bit and then get rid of it because my family's <laughs> cheap. And he... He taped Ghostbusters off, I want to say, like, HBO or Cinemax. But before it is Stripes. So, I have to see, you know, the ending of Stripes where they show the pictures of them, what they did after the military and stuff. That leads into Ghostbusters. So, when I think of Ghostbusters, there's always a little bit of Stripes in there. <laughs> that's how, that probably doesn't uh, make any sense, but I mean, no, no, no. that's how I grew up watching that movie. No, absolutely. When I think of... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I always think of that Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah, where the kids on the VHS. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Oh my gosh. Um, he plays right field. Yeah, I play yeah. right field. Yes. <laughs> to me, I that is that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. To me, I always think of that. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
boy, John Carpenter, right? John Carpenter. <laughs> so uh, next week, just hey, I saw it at Walmart. <laughs> Scream Factory put it out. Full Halloween box set on Blu-ray. It's forty bucks. You get Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween three, four, five, six, all the way to H two O Resurrection, and both the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Oh, uh, yeah. Hall- Which, Rob Zombie's Halloween two is one of the worst movies ever made. Dude, I have only almost walked out of two movies in my life, and Halloween two was one of them. Oh. My God, and it's they garbage. and they teased me too because the first the opening is in a hospital and I was like, oh, they're gonna do it. It was a dream, and then yeah, we won't be talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, other than don't watch it. Yeah, I will recommend you watch the shitty other parts of the series four, five, six. Watch those every day before you don't ever watch Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Um. Don't even watch the first one because upon revisiting first one's it, watchable, but uh, it's super unnecessary and it waters uh, down the character of Michael Myers. Yeah, upon revisiting just like, it, <laughs> I just can't even. I just, I love that it starts with God of Thunder by Kiss. Yes, you were wearing your. I was wearing that that, uh, that my Kiss Destroyer shirt when we saw it, and uh, we had a bunch of, like. Oh, we had a bunch of people like just looking at me because the kid wore that shirt in the movie. Yes. Little Michael Myers. And when we locked out, I had some people that aren't familiar with Kiss or Halloween or whatever. They were just like, wait, what? Were they selling those in there? I don't know. <laughs> no. Like maybe he's uh, a deranged psycho killer too because he listens to Kiss. I just remember when it's like, that's that's how it opened. That And then like, uh, I think... Uh, your wife was to the right of you and I was to the left you were like in the middle of us and we both just like looked at you because you had that shirt on that was awesome um, so but the movie just I mean just don't I loved it when I first saw it then I, I, re- I bought it when it came out and I was like man this is such an uh, an injustice to Michael Myers again it just doesn't hold up I we saw it twice in the theater together who? you and I I saw it twice. Yeah, I don't because remember that. We saw it opening night, and then like four days later, do you like you want to go see Halloween again? I was like, yes, I do, and we went. Hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, just don't. Just like that Edgar Wright trailer, don't, don't. If you're planning on seeing this movie, don't, don't. Yeah, uh, really. we were supposed to make a feature of that, but they never did. Uh, that would have been great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, so watch Halloween. We're going to do a whole Halloween spooktacular next week. Derp. Yep. Uh, so uh, put on your uh, silver shamrock masks and just... I love it. Uh, yep. So do it up. Thanks for listening again. This is the Carpenter Rants. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. Keep on ranting. <laughs>